What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into the show. I wanted to take some time out and talk to you today about my good friend Chris Cars over at SwitchCustomApparel.com. Switch Custom Apparel is your one-stop shop for all your business and promotional needs. Chris is personally working with me to help build my t-shirt for this very podcast. Chris is an awesome guy to work with, and he can help you with any of your promotional, logo, or embroidery needs. Reach out to him on switchcustomapparel.com or reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and I will put you in touch with Chris. That is all for now. Let's get right to the show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into Near Falls with D. Hall, a wrestling podcast. Here we go. What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into another edition of Near Falls with D Hall, a wrestling podcast. Today, we have two super special guests on. We have my good friend, Mark Vano. And as you guys know, my main man, Janera Bonaventure, is back to have some fun with us. Just a little background on Mark. He coached with me at West Allegheny. Uh, really, really knows the sport. Uh, spent some time at Lock Haven. Uh, power rate place winner in his time. He doesn't like to talk about his time, but my man was good back in his day. So, you know, we're going to have some fun and we're going to do an NCAA preview for you guys. Super excited. We're going to talk about all the weights, Hodge Trophy, team race. We're going to get all into it. But right now, I'm going to invite my boys right into the podcast. What's going on, fellas? Welcome into the podcast. What's up, man? Thanks for having us. Yeah, appreciate it, Donnie. How you been? Good, man. Mark, first time on the podcast. Super pumped to have you on. Are you ready? Yeah, man. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited to talk to you boys about uh, what's going on in this uh, NCAA bracket. It's big time now, right? Yeah, for sure. So let's jump right into it. Uh, 125, right? It's obviously highlighted by the returning Hodge Trophy winner, Spencer Lee, the Matrix, the Freak, whatever you want to call him. He's as close to thin as close as there is to a lock as a champion that I've seen in a long time. Uh, but that's not to say that this bracket's not interesting. There's a lot of other guys involved in this bracket that you need to look out for. Um, for instance, Sam Latona and the, the Sam Latona and Jacob Camacho series at the NC or the ACC tournament, and also their match has just been absolutely incredible. And that's on the bottom side of the bracket. So that's just a couple things to highlight. Gee, is there anything else that sticks out for you in this 125-pound bracket? Yeah, I would say um, it's funny you were saying all those nicknames about Spencer Lee. Actually, the Iowa guys are not calling him Yoda. I don't know if you guys uh, saw that story at all. But uh, it's just, I mean, he guy's a freak, um, and uh, it's his definitely his way to lose. But something that interest, intrigues me about this, uh, wait, is Brody Teske sitting at the five seed? If people don't remember, he was actually a really big Penn State recruit, and they thought he was going to be the next guy for them at 125. Something, you know, just far away from home. He's an Iowa guy and didn't fit well in there. But, man, he he went to, he transferred to Northern Iowa, and he's been killing it. And uh, he's coming into the tournament as the five seed, and he has one loss in the year. Um I, I'm really intrigued with him at the five seed. I think he makes a run to the semis. I think he can beat uh, the four seed, uh, Hildebrandt from CMU. But, I mean, there's, you know, there's definitely some hammers on that side. I mean, uh, Michael D'Augustino from Northwestern, if he wins his match, that could be a, a really tough second match for him. He's tough 25-pounder out of uh, Northwestern. So, there's definitely a lot of other hammers in this weight besides Spencer Lee. It's just, you know, it's Spencer Lee and the rest. But I really like uh, Latona from Virginia Tech. He's always impressed me. He's a gamer. 
if you guys watched that NC State uh, Virginia Tech duel, it was uh, fire. So um, those guys really intrigued me there. Yeah, I would say, I mean, hard to argue. I mean, how can anyone say anything about Spencer Lee? I mean, it is the like, as you said, his way to lose. Um, I think when you're looking up and down the bracket, I do think Drew Hildebrandt's interesting. Um, Like you said, though, I'm really interested in him and Brody Teske to see how those two shape out. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really tough wrestling. Brody just looks so tough in Big 12s. I I was very impressed with him. Um, Do I think he can jump up to Spencer Lee level? I don't know. But uh, I think he's an interesting wrestler, of course. Sam Latona, how can you not be excited about a young guy like that? I, everyone wants to see that in Spencer Lee. Um, Brandon Courtney's very interesting, though. 11 or no, the uh, Pac-12 champ. Uh, someone to definitely look out for. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just looking at a bunch of these records, um, it's so different. Jared Lane? Yeah, you see, you see a lot more undefeated guys and not a lot of mad time. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see – how their schedules worked and if they got enough mat time in to be ready for the national tournament. So, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of good guys. It'll be interested, interesting to see how um, each, each little bracket unfolds throughout the tournament. But yeah, those are definitely the guys I'll be looking out for. And then some, a lower seed guy, Devin Schroeder, he had a really good big 10 tournament. He's coming in at nine. And, you know, I kind of wish he was on the bottom side of the bracket because I think, he could have made a run for the NCAA finals the way he's been wrestling. Uh, he's had, he had a really good Big Ten tournament. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, I think that, that that's basically the point of the 125-pound bracket. Yes, it's Spencer Lee, but the, like we talked about, there's a bunch of different guys. I love Brody Teske. I love Sam Latona. Obviously, Jacob Camacho. We did a fantasy draft. And I'll talk about this a little bit tonight. We did a fantasy draft earlier mm-hmm. uh, this week, and, and uh, Jacob Camacho was my pick. So, Nice. Super excited about him at 125. I think he can make a run. He does have a tough path. Yeah, uh, he's a but, six, right? Yeah, he's a yes, six. He's a six. So another thing. So moving on to the 133 pound bracket. I think that this bracket's super interesting, man. I think that uh, you know, there's a lot of this bracket two years ago was absolute fire. It was the best bracket at NCAAs. There was, I mean, there were so many good guys in that bracket. This year. It's still really good, but it is a bit watered down. There's no Nick Soriano. There's no um, even Mishik. even Mishik his though. teammate, even Mishik. his teammate who didn't make it. Mechich is another one. Um, yeah, Alvarez. Yeah, Alvarez who one. didn't make Damn weight it. this year, or you know, allegedly. not making weight at Division One. Yeah, it's tough, man. So you know. Um, so this weight's a little watered down, but it's headlined by Dayton Fix as the one seed. And I think that that's appropriate. He's he's another one. I think he's, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about this. He might be a Hodge contender. And I think this weight is good enough to get him in that contention if he's dominant enough. But I don't see it happening because Roman Brava Young has looked like a different animal this year. And, you know, I know that you guys probably agree with that. I mean, he took care of DeSanto pretty. What are your thoughts on this market, the 133-pound bracket, uh, you know, like we said, headline by Dayton Fix? Uh, you know what? I, I'll agree with you in terms of RBY made some jumps. You saw that starting to happen last year even when he started taking over that DeSanto rivalry. But is he at the Dayton Fix level yet? I don't know. I think Dayton is uh, pretty much a complete wrestler top to bottom. So I, I think that's uh, where I stand right now is I think it's Dayton's to lose. I think it's a very interesting matchup. There are a few guys when I look up and down the uh, – when I'm looking at the bracket that I'm really excited about. I think about, about a guy like Lucas Bird. I'm, I'm, if you watch his match against DeSanto, I know he didn't win that match, but I think he looks really tough. That's a kid that I'm excited about looking at. Uh, Mickey Phillippe. I think that's very, very interesting. I mean, everyone knows his past history with Dayton. He had that one win. If anyone was at that match, it was electric. Um, so those are the things that I'm really, really excited about. Obviously, you look at a guy like Corbin Myers. I haven't gotten to see him too much this year, but ain't no record out of the ACC. Big stuff. Yeah, no, uh, really good points, Mark. Um, I, I was really impressed with Lucas Bird because actually the first time he wrestled DeSanto in the duel, I mean, DeSanto – uh, beat him up. I think it was close to a tech fall. Might have got a major decision, but in the in the semis at Big Tens, I mean, 
it was coming down to the wire. I mean, Bird was very close to upsetting DeSantos. He looked good. Him sitting at that seventh spot and potentially having RBY in the quarters could be a really, really, uh, you know, something to circle on, on the bracket as a potential big-time matchup uh, quarterfinal-wise. And then um, Chris Cannon out of Northwestern also wrestled RBY in the Big Ten tournament, and he looked very good against him. It was a very competitive match. Uh, both those semi matches were way closer than I thought they would be. So he's coming in as the eight seed. Um, and I think he uh, could make a push. And I don't know if he'll beat Fix, but he definitely will be making a push to finish uh, top three in the bracket, I think, at 133. He he looked really good at Big Tens. And then um, a, PA, a PA matchup in the quarters between Filippi and DeSanto will be fun to watch as well. So this bracket, you know, definitely watered down from the past. But uh, there's still a lot of good guys. Yeah, and you know, in, in general, NCAs isn't going to be what it typically is. There's no, um, there's a bunch of Ivy leagues wow. that aren't involved. Cornell, you know, there's no Yanni, there's no Vito, um, amongst uh, many others. The Princeton guys aren't in here. You know, I was yeah. really excited to see like a Luke Stout as a young freshman. Pat possibly. Pat Glory's another one at 125. Yeah. So you know, and and. and uh, that's another thing. At 125, those are two guys that would have been in there that would have probably been able to at least give Spencer a push. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, moving on to the 141 pound weight class. This weight class, I think a lot of people are circling as one of the favorite weight classes of the NCAA tournament, mainly highlighted because of the match that we saw last week that we could potentially see in the semifinals. Sebastian Rivera, Nick Lee, absolute barn burner. And Big Ten semifinals. I personally hope it happens again, just selfishly, but there's so many guys in the way of that that could easily disrupt that. Um, they seem like they're on a collision course, but Ian Parker's no slash out of Iowa State. Um, you know, on the bottom side, Tariq Wilson being a four seed, real local guy right down the street, Zoomville, Ohio. Chad Red is obviously dangerous as an eight seed. Um, but Jaden Ironman, to wrap it up before I switch it to you guys, man, Jaden Ironman. Looks incredible this year. He does. He he. You know, the, it looked like if we watched Rivera and um, Lee wrestle, that is a coin flip. I feel like that's a five five out of ten match. I think Jade and Ironman wins probably seven out of ten with either of those guys. Just my yeah. opinion how he looks right now. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, G? Yeah, no, I mean he looked really good at Big Tens, and I don't think he even wrestled that well against Nick Lee, and he still won the match, um, which says a lot. And right. then, uh, like you said, with Rivera and Lee, I thought that was the best match at Big Tens. It was an awesome match. There was crazy scrambles um, from both guys. And, uh, I, you know, I'm really hoping to see that in the semifinals again. But like you said, Ian Parker's no joke. You have Alan Hart from Missouri who's having a yep. great year. Uh, he's really tough. The person I think that can really be a bracket buster is Riel Woods out of Stanford. I love his spot at 21. We're um, talking he, about a guy, G, just to cut you off for a second. Yeah. We're talking about a guy that was a top five seed last year, and he yep. had that he had to wrestle a quote unquote like pretty much an unsanctioned match to get into the tournament. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I knew they were gonna try and pull that out because yeah, I mean, absolutely. He, he, uh, yeah, people were saying stuff about it, but you want Real Woods in the bracket. I mean, he's one of the best yeah. kids in the country. And yeah. I really I I see him in the semis against Ironman. I really do. I, you know, it's hard to disagree with that, G. What are your thoughts on that, Mark? I would say I, I, he's still got Demas, right? Yeah, and, Demas uh, is he, there too. Demas, yeah, so he's if he, a, he's yeah. the ultimate wild card. Yeah, if he, yeah, so if he wins, he has to first get a, re a revenge on the kid that pinned him at Pac-12. That's right, right off the match. bat. That's why right off the bat, and then he'll have Demas, and then if he beats Demas, he'll most likely have Tariq Wilson. So it's not an easy path, but I'm pretty sure I, I could. See wasn't it, Real though. Woods the the three seed or four seed last year. That's why I said he was a, I think I know he was a top five seed. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to well, look the kid's a gamer. He's super. Yeah, talented. absolutely. He, he uh, actually, if you remember, this is long ago now, but he, uh, he gave Luke Petra one of his closest matches that last year, besides yeah. obviously Nick Lee. And then he revenged Nick Lee's uh, match in the big tens. But uh, the, the kid is good. I'm telling you, he's good. And I, I love the spot he's at. Um, I know Willits is tough, and he actually he actually just pinned Woods in the Pac-12 final. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I you, we'll you can see, see yeah, you, Woods was rusty a little bit. He hasn't yeah. wrestled really all year, so 
But I, I I like that as a bracket buster there for sure. Mark, I know you love you some real woods. What you think, brother? Um, I'm a big Real Woods fan, but the big question is, is Stanford wrestling training at the level that we're right. used to seeing Stanford guys at, right? I mean, they have that whole thing going on right now. I worry about that. I don't know if it's uh, – and I, I've heard that he's been taking extra classes. The workload's a lot heavier than he's used to. Is he getting the training? Is he putting in the mat time for Real Woods? From what we've seen so far this year, I don't know. Like you yeah, said, he got, pinned, I mean, he got yeah. pinned by Willits earlier, so – I, it's interesting. This is a great bracket, and it, though. I'm and it's interesting how they exceeded it. They were like, "All right, you can get in the tournament, but you got the guy that pinned you." They definitely and, gave him you. Yeah, well, you. the thing too with that was weird. If later on in the bracket, which we'll go over, I think it's at 97 or maybe 84, mm. where there's a lot of Big 12 matchups early. Yeah, and you know what? They definitely did. The brackets are so weird this year. They didn't use any objectivity in the seeds, and they kind of just they used. Smart things in this bracket at 141, and then the brackets at the end of the you know, and we're going to get into it. Mark, go ahead, just I'll give you well, a little, no, so, okay, no, that's, exa that's exactly right. It's like, uh, it seems like sometimes they did it, uh, yeah, they had common sense clauses, and then other times they just said, like, uh, nah, uh it fits the matrix, it's good enough. I don't, I'm, I'm feeling a little lazy, right? Like, right, lazy, um, oh, lazy, 100% lazy, 100%. You want the best guys to be have the best matchups at the best times. And that's how you grow the sport. And listen, we can go down this rabbit hole. I, I know all You're three right. of us very well. This could get ugly. Let's move on to yeah. 149 pounds. Good call. We'll bitch yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely bitch later. Well, let's move on to 149 pounds. This, what, in my opinion, this is the most wide open weight in the entire country. You know, you have Sammy Sasso, who's been rock solid all year as the one seed. But you looked up and down the bracket. Obviously, Austin Connor's a fine two seed. Brock Muller, a tough three seed. But there's guys like uh, Max Murin, who's a 12 seed from Iowa, who's obviously super tough. Bryce Andonian is electric. You got to watch him anytime you can. Mark, what do you think about this bracket at 149 pounds? Man, like you said, wide open. I think there are two guys that kind of favor it. But if you look up and down the bracket, I mean, even Griffin Perriot's tough. Jared Dagan has had some crazy matches in the past. Um, Bulu Allen, like he could come out of nowhere. Just like you look up and down this bracket and all I see is great matches everywhere. This is one that like first round. Make sure you have the uh, bracket set on your 149 because that's where you're going to be want to watch. Yeah, I mean, you have Perriot and Deegan wrestling round one. <sighs> Wild. Crazy. Crazy. Both Usually both those guys are top ten guys, and that's that's going to be a really good first-round match. It's one of the better first-round matches I saw looking at the bracket. Yeah, that's got to be up there. It's one of the best for sure. Um, and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and the other thing is, like, there's oh, even man. guys like – you know, I watched Joshua Ohio in the past. He's a guy that can make a capable run on the backside. You know, there, there's uh, just a bunch of different guys that you could see. Caden Store, who we've seen in the past, be really good guys. He's an 11 Abbas. Jaden Abbas is absolutely – and that's Ooh, another one. At that that's another rate. good match too. Abbas and Thomas. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a really good first match. Man, right out of the gate or even like that uh, – Parko, look at Parko uh, – Ogden, I'm not going to say it right. The guy from Army, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking either way. You're coming out of that with a one match loss for on the year out of either Sasso or the yeah. guy who comes out of that. <laughs> this bracket, like you said, fire. wide open. Yeah, wide fire open. Fire bracket. Yeah, it's uh, it's so exciting. And, and, you know, it might not have the highest level like 141 has. I think that's a, like a half step down. But all these, like, like we said, any of these guys can win it. And, and it's just so exciting. I'm personally going to have to go with Sammy Sasso. I've been watching the kid forever with his wild hair since he's probably been, I don't know, 10 or 12 years old. Kid's a gamer. I, he's a gamer, man. And it's he's so good in positions. He's so good at scrambling. And it's just hard to pick against someone like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So moving on to 157 pounds, another interesting weight class. I think that this weight class is really, in my opinion, kind of a three-horse race. I love yep. Ryan Deacon as the one seed. I, Hayden Headley has been there. Hydley Headley. I need to get those guys on the podcast to talk about their name. And David Carr is the three seed. All those guys are absolute hammers. I could see any one of them winning. Uh, but 
you know, you have Jesse Delvecchia, a really solid four seed, and Caleb Young, who's obviously a perennial top eight guy, ten guy, is right there sitting as a five seed. This bracket is super interesting, but obviously it's highlighted by those two guys. Um, a couple guys that I think that we need to pay attention to on the backside, I think Chase Aldate, he was the number one ranked uh, kid in the country, 52 pounds last year. So he's really interesting on the bottom side. I think that he can make it a run. Uh, Andrew Cerniglia, he's from uh, Notre Dame Green Pond, obviously out here. He is incredible for Navy. I think that he could win a couple matches. Um, Gee, how do you see this one playing out at 157 pounds? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a three-horse race. I mean, Deacon, uh, Hilde, or – Hydley, I think. Hydley, however you say it, like you said, and David Carr – they they are the cream of the crop, um, and I'm pretty sure all these guys met at Vegas last year, and Deacon came out on top. So definitely giving the the edge to Deacon, and um, I think he his size. I mean, he's huge. I mean, he's one of the biggest 57 pounders I have ever seen. I mean, he's just he's tall, huge. and you for for him to make that weight is incre- incredible. So I think he uh, he definitely will make a push um, uh, for obviously his first title. And then yeah. a guy, a lower seed um, I see that could be another bracket buster is Ja'Cory Teamer out of Arizona Absolutely. State. Absolutely. He is, he throws a lot of stuff at you. He's really funky. When you get to the athletic. legs, he, he's athletic, athletic cradle guy. Yeah. Um, he was, he, his one loss on the year came off an, with an ankle injury. Um so he uh, had a good Pac-12 tournament. He looked like he's getting back his legs back, and man, that could be a great uh, second-round match between Teamer and Brayton Lee. Both those guys always get after it, and then if Teamer uh, or Lee, whoever wins that match, to get Carr, that could be a great quarters match. Yeah, and it you know it is really interesting. I think that there's a lot of PA in this bracket, and obviously we love to see that. Mark, what do you think about this bracket? I think that, you know, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see who wins out of those three guys, in my opinion. Yeah, when you look up and down the bracket, there are a lot of interesting matchups here and there. Um, I think that when it's all said and done, I tend to lean towards the Ryan Deacon. He just seems to be the, the guy. Uh, ever since a couple of years, or I guess probably almost like uh, 18 months ago, he just turned it on and it was different person from there so yeah hard to go against him a guy that i like yeah i guess you can't call the nine seed a low seed uh i think if he does match up eventually if he gets their deacon i think he'll uh, be a troublemaker in the bracket though is kendall coleman he's tough so athletic uh yeah, yeah. i just last year as a freshman he burst onto the scene and he's been killing it i like him a lot i like brayton lee is another guy who's i think a kind of lower seed i think he he's top two he's that. real athletic as well man this this bracket's I nuts i worry about the jump in weight for him though i think uh yeah. last year he was a lot better being at that lower weight but we'll see i think uh you never know what com- what turns on it during uh bracket time yeah, you know what? And, and and if I could make my stamp, it sounds like you guys are both going digging. I'm going with Hayden Hydley. I love the kid, man. And I can't get, you know, I was, Mark, I know you were at the NCAA championships in Pittsburgh, right down the street. Bro, I can't him. get that Jason Nolf match out of my mind. I was right next to the match. He had yeah. the takedown. I was right there. I can't get it out of my mind. I think my man gets it done. I think he would. I think he beat Jason Wolf that day. I can't get it out of my mind. It's questionable, but questionable is good enough for my mind. Uh, Kale's not going to get those. You're not going to get overturned, Kale Sanders. I know. I know. He always does. I know. But the thing in my in my mind, I can't understand what I saw. I'm riding with. I'm riding with Hayden, and I'm super excited to see how he does. That was a great match. That was that was Pittsburgh. Yeah, great. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So moving on to 165 pounds. This is a, a completely different weight class because this weight class is highlighted by a bunch of veterans, right? Alex Marinelli, tough, grizzled uh, veteran out of Iowa, undefeated on season. Anthony Valencia, uh, he's probably at least in his sixth year or fifth year. Jake Wenzel is in his fifth or sixth year. Makai Lewis is young. He's super, super tough, but Makai Lewis, how's his shoulder? We don't know. Obviously, we saw the match, what happened with Jake Wenzel. Jake Wentzel brutalized that man. 
yeah. tough on top. And you know what? Jake Wenzel looks amazing this year. He is the backpack, just extra large. That dude gets on top of you and just pounds you down. And I love watching him wrestle. I've been watching him, oh, Lord, forever. And, and I just I, I like this bracket a lot. Um, but it's highlighted by the bull, man. And it's going to be tough for anyone to unseat him, especially if, you know, Makai is, you know, anything of himself. But, you know, Marinelli does have a road, you know. We look at Shane Griffin as a potential quarterfinal matchup. That's super tough. And if Makai is Makai, you know, didn't beat him last time. So this this bracket could be blown up quickly. Um, I'm super excited for it. Uh, a young name that I personally really like, Keegan O'Toole. Uh, I think that, you know, he could definitely cause some trouble. Um, you know, Missouri and uh, Arizona State were supposed to wrestle earlier in the season. And then I think Arizona state had COVID problems. So, mm -hmm. you know, that match ended up not happening, which sucked because I really wanted to see that match. Cause I've been watching Keegan O'Toole for a couple of years now on the high school side, super excited to see what goes on in this weight class. Uh, Mark, how do you feel that this one plays out? Oh, if I'm looking at it, I mean, it's hard to not say that the bull is going to take this thing. Right. Uh, I think hard to say that Makai is where he, was when he was. I mean, when you don't wrestle winner. a match at the at the tournament at the ACC tournament, your uh, conference tournament, that's tough, man. Well, maybe he's healthy, maybe not. But when I look up and down the bracket, I I know that uh, Shane Griffith could give Bulls some trouble. I know he is he's a difficult guy to wrestle. Um, but at the end of the day, I think uh, yeah, Marinelli holds on to it. But uh, some guys that I'm interested in, obviously uh, a Pittsburgh guy, a Whippy old boy. I love Jake Wentzel. I think he's a an animal on top. And he's not the but only he, other Ripio guy. There's also well, Zach Hardman so from Buck now. Well, he looks tough too, but there are two freshmen. You, I know you talked about Keegan O'Toole, and he's got the great record. But I'll tell you what, man, I've been watching Garrett Ninehouse since he was a little kid wrestling. That dude has been a college-style wrestler since he was a sophomore in high school. He's tough as nails. I like him a lot. And then the other guy I think is – has the athleticism like i said the record isn't quite there but peyton hall man he's been yeah, doing man. it his whole life tough west virginia kid i like peyton hall uh but we'll see i think but again uh, the marinelli is uh the cream of the crop for me honestly gee what you think yeah it's just funny whenever you think marinelli marinelli you think it's crazy to think he's only a two-time all-american and i don't think mm -hmm. he's uh even finished top three at the national Tournament and he always has a good record going in. Tough, tough draws usually. He uh, just doesn't seem like any any easier draw with Lewis on his side and plus Griffith potentially in the quarterfinals. But um, you know, Iowa just seems like they're on a mission this year. It's his way to lose. He's obviously coming in as the one. Um, some lower seed guys that I think can do really well is at, at number ten, Travis Whitlake. Um, he got upset at the Big Twelve tournament, but. He was the four seed last year at, in, in this bracket, and uh, he has a lot of experience. He's very good. He has really good offense on his feet. I think he could be a bracket buster down low, potentially uh, wrestling um, Ethan Smith in round two and then Anthony Valencia in the quarters. Um, and then the best matchup I see in this bracket round one is Cameron Amin and Ken Kennedy Monday. I think that could be a really good match. Those are means, man. It's just a solid wrestling family. Solid wrestling family. Um, they're tough. They're gritty. Um, and uh, I believe this is the cousin, not a brother, of Miles and Malik. But he can wrestle. He's good. So um, it'll be interesting to see how these quarterfinal matchups go because I can see a lot of potential upsets. But, um, yeah, this is a, a good bracket. And I, I really like Whitlake's spot at 10. Yeah, and I think Whitlake's another guy that, you know, we need to look out for. And that this bracket in general, man, it's super interesting because it's deep, and, and it's deep in different places. Um, so I think it's going to be, like like we talked about, Peyton Hall is obviously a local guy. Know him very well, gladiator guy. I've been watching him for a long, long time. Um, Oakland. Jake, oh, yeah, Oakland, baby. Oakland. Jake Wenzel, South Park. My brothers wrestled him probably 15 times in their life. <laughs> So, yeah. super excited to see that weight class. Moving on to 174 pounds, uh, you know, right off the bat, I think this one is a heavy favorite in, in Michael Kemmer. 
I think he's kind of the cream of the crop. But there's some guys that can unseat him in this weight class. You know, uh, I don't don't sleep on Logan Massa. He's super tough. Grizzle veteran. Carter Storaki on the bottom side looks fantastic. Um, right up in, in the Erie PA guy. Uh, you know, Erie Cathedral Prep. Peyton Mako, the 10 is another guy uh, that you need to look out for. Uh, but this weight class is weird because Demetrius Romero is the two seed. Uh, you know, I understand he's 16 and 0. I don't understand the thought process in that seed, like we talked about sometimes. It's in the matrix. I get it. But they used your used their eyes sometimes. Other times they didn't. I don't know. Mark, what's your thoughts? Well, I mean, uh, like you said, you use your eyes sometimes. But Carter Soraki had the bad loss earlier on in the year. And I right. do. I think Carter Soraki probably the two in this bracket. Yes. Um, but I, I, when people say I, I – this is one that I sort of agree that they might have jumbled it up a little bit, but Demetrius Romero, yeah, sixteen and zero, man. What are you going to say? Who else? Who are you going to put else? Who else would you put above him? I guess is the question. I would argue. You got any thoughts? Either one of you guys. I mean, looking at it, you potentially could put Carter because he took uh, second in the Big Ten, and then uh, put Labriola at three and put him at at four. But it's just tough because he's sixteen and zero. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get there's other, well, other conf- conference winner. I mean, right. Uh, yeah. And any, um, now you, you did I, that I, right. Utah Valley did that right. Cause they got a couple good seeds because they wrestled a lot. They got a lot of matches. I mean, they're like, yeah. their guys are all 16, 15, 14 and up. So that's, yeah. I, you know, that feels like yeah. that means something. Yeah. It's, but, it's but, big but who did you wrestle too? Right. I mean, I right. Guess Absolutely. right. Cause I don't we, know uh, who, what's his best win. I mean, probably his big, t- his big 12 final match probably. Right. Right. But if you so. look, but if you look up and down this roster here, I mean, it's not a bunch of like uh, big time names. It's no, uh, it's not. I, I mean, mean this, uh, this fight's the uh, ninety-seven of last year, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Labriola. I I think he's awesome he's to so watch. Tough. I, yeah, I he's his tough. Yeah. Is great. I I thought he made some mental mistakes against uh, Sirachi against Penn State. I I definitely think if they see each other again, I think he'll win that match. Um, Sirachi's a great athlete, though tough to take down. Um, but yeah, that could be a man. That could be a great semis match between Kemmer and uh, Labriola. And then you have Massa at five. I, I, I definitely think the top half of the brackets loaded, heavy, top loaded. That's what I think. I mean, I, I, I can't see a way. You know, outside of I don't know, maybe Caleb Romero finding. I see Carter in the sem or in the finals. I really do at the three. Yep. I'd love to see that Mikey Labriola and uh, Carter Storaki match again, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's tough, man. So, you know, as we move on to uh, the 184-pound the championship, uh, this is a super uh, – this weight class is, you know, headlined by Aaron Brooks, the number one seed out of Penn State. It's been really tough all year. Kind of had a weird match against Nelson Brands. In the uh, Big Ten quarterfinals, kind of rolled his ankle a little bit, but really mm-hmm. kind of hossed up and, and took care of business and, you know, looked good the rest of the tournament, got it done. I think he looks fantastic, man. And, you know, last year going, he had the pin at Big Tens to win and he was rolling. Uh, he might have been my pick last year to win. I don't know. You know, I was still chewing on it and we lost. Who was the, the one tournament. last year? Lujan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. He's he was pretty good. I don't he know. He was good I, too. I don't know if I was gonna be, but yeah, no, that's a good point. He, he was right there, though. I mean, he yeah, was right I mean, there. He, he won so, a big 10 for him as a freshman. I mean, obviously, right. <laughs> true freshman. Yeah, Pulled his red shirt, dude's a yeah. freak. What yeah. are your thoughts, G? I'll let you run with it now. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, uh, when you think 84, I think the other hill day, and I think uh, Hunter Bowen from Genia Tech, they have been having a great rivalry. Um, actually, hill days actually just beat him for the first time in his career at the ACC. Yeah. yeah, and it's crazy because now he's sitting at the two seed and Bowen's the five. It's wild. So I think he's a dangerous five. I could see him in the uh, in the semis against Brooks. I do love the, the Northern Iowa kid, uh, Parker. Uh, I think it's Kashinen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is good. I don't know if you guys have seen him wrestle at all. He just go, goes, goes. He's an attacker. Mm-hmm. He's very good. And then I've known Lou the Prez for a while now, just following New York. He's a, he's always been a stud out of New York. Um, yep. 
He's always beat Nino Bonacorsi. I feel like they wrestle all the time at big tournaments, and he always finds a way to beat Nino. He's pretty good. He comes in at 7-0. So those are definitely uh, the top dogs in the bracket. Um, I definitely think, you know, Venz at 8. You have Nelson Brand, Brands at 12. And then um, I love Gear Spot at 11. He has an experience. He's a returning All-American. Uh, that could be a really good matchup if he wrestles uh, – yeah, Gear's so solid. I mean, he's yeah. been there, done that, and yeah. he's just another one who's kind of a grizzled veteran. Uh, yep. Mark, how do you kind of see how this bra bracket plays out? Oh, I mean, it's uh, as you look at it, I, I really do see it as an Aaron Brooks, Hunter Boland semi, and then uh, on the other side, I think it's going to be Lou Dupre and uh, Trent Hidley. Uh, and like you said, I think Dakota Gear gives uh, Dupre some, some trouble there, but I don't know. When I really break it down, I think it's going to be Hidley and Brooks, and I'm just – I'm hoping. Maybe that's just me hoping that's what it is. No, no, I no. want to see those two wrestle so bad. Like, I think it's a really great matchup. I think it'll be really fun. They're just uh, two great wrestlers, and that's what I want to see the most. So maybe that's just my hope, but I think that's what, uh, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, and, you know, I think that that's definitely uh, uh, a strong possibility. The only problem is – Luda Prez, I believe Trent has never beat him. So, you know, I think that Trent's a different animal this year. He looked fantastic. Trent beat him last year in the duel. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. First okay. time ever, though. That's the first time I ever beat him. Right. And they wrestled a bunch before that, right? Yeah. Like, same thing. Like, they all, like Luda Prez, Man. Trent, and uh, Nino, they would always yeah. see each other at big tournaments. And right, Prez right, right. was always the top dog. Right, 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 right. Okay, so that all makes sense. So that you know, it'll be interesting to see how the bottom side plays out. Bunch of hammers on the top side. Super interesting weight class. Moving on to my personal favorite weight class of the tournament: one hundred ninety-seven pounds. I think this weight class is absolute fire because I just love the characters in this weight class. And one, one in particular, AJ Ferrari. I love that he's a heel. Wrestling needs these type of guys. Whether you like him, whether you hate him, he's bringing attention to the sport. And that's what he needs. And guess what? People are going to tune in to see that kid lose, right? Whether you like it or not as a college, you know, I think that this is something – this bracket's super interesting because, you know, there's there's guys like a Stephen Buchanan as an eight seed who's super crazy. tough. Yeah, and, crazy. you know, that's a highlighted – to me, that's a second-round matchup. No Adam Stephen Buchanan again. Let's go. Sign me up for that. I'll watch that all day, all you know, yeah. all night. I think now B. Cannon's 3-0 against him on the year. Right. And, and so you're going to ask him to be, be 4-0? That's tough, man. Four times in a mm -hmm. row. So, yeah. you know, that's interesting. Cam Caffey has the 10th seed. He was super tough. Or it was super tough last year, super tough this year. You know, uh, there's obviously a bunch of Whippeal guys in here. Greg Bolsack, Jake Woodley, Nino Bonacorsi. Um, all in this weight class. What do you see? How do you see this one playing out, Mark? Oh, man, what a toss-up, right? I mean, yeah. I feel like any one of these guys can win this weight. And well, maybe not any one of them, but to be quite honest. But also, I guess you never know, right? Right. But when you're really shaking it down, I think the biggest question for me is, can the um, – man, West Virginia – <laughs> Sorry. Can no, Noah Ad yeah, can Noah Adams – if Noah Adams gets past Stephen Buchanan, if he can finally – this is like the one like mountain he's not been able to uh, summit. If he can beat this guy, I think it's his weight. But other than that, uh, man, real toss-up. Eric Schultz has been wrestling really tough. Miles Mean is obviously just something else, right? So yeah. probably Miles, but I think, man, I really, really, really like Noah Adams when I've watched him wrestle. Yeah, yeah, he's fun to watch, and uh, I believe Noah Adams going into the year like had like a forty match win streak. He was sitting actually as the two seed in this yeah, last yeah. year, so he's been there, done that as well, has experience. Um, like you said, he has to get over that hump with Buchanan, so it'll be interesting to see if they match up uh, in round two. You know, Jacob Warner had a good big Big Ten tournament. Um, he was very close to beating Miles Amin. You know, Miles Amin's is one of those kids. He's like a gamer. He like he he looks tired, and then he'll shoot like a low single and finish it like crazy on you. Yeah, he's tough. He's he's so uh, he's, he's fun to watch. Uh, I, you know, I love Nino at six. I think he's in a good spot. I think he matches up really well with a lot of those guys. Um, 
You know, he looked amazing. And I mean amazing in the ACC final. Because that Jay Aiello is tough. And uh, he dominated him. And that could potentially be a, a second-round matchup. Well, the yeah. first time, they, it was really close. And close. Like, and then, man, up, he Nina, the pace, yeah, man. He, he's picking up the pace. He's getting cleaner finishes. That's always been Nino's problem. He gets to the legs, and then he, right. he has troubles finishing. If he's finishing at what is high rate of leg attacks, man, this could be his weight. Uh, you know, he, and that's another weight. You know, that's another matchup. Boom, we got that rate in the second round again. Yeah, and then uh, if he does make the quarters, him against Norfleet will be a great match. He's that kid's a great athlete. He's very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, another good Arizona State kid. So I really yeah. like I like Nino's spot at six. I really do. Yeah, and you know I think that uh, uh, Max Shaw is another Whippio guy that I missed. Shout out Max Shaw. Yeah, Colin McCracken. Colin McCracken littered all through here. Jeez, I missed a couple. Hey, did, uh, uh, did you say? Did you Colin, say? Uh, if you're listening out there, my bad, buddy. I know my cousin cut your hair. <laughs> Woodley too, right? He's, yeah, uh, I said yeah, he got Woodley. Okay. He got Woodley yeah. okay, there you go. So, you know, it's a super interesting weight class. And, you know, it, I think that ugh, there's a bunch of guys that can win, and I'm super excited. There's a bunch. bunch. Yeah. Now, let's get to the big dogs. 285 pounds, heavyweight, me and Gennaro's weight class. Let's go. Starting off right at the top, Gable Stevenson. Man, this dude's on a different level this year, right? It's Perfect. like he's – he is just what he did to Mason Paris. So I listened to the Bash Media podcast, and, and those dudes, uh, Justin Bash and uh, Vincenzo Joseph, had him and Ridge Lovin on. And, uh, you know, they talked to him, and it's so interesting how he's saying he just wants to win the Hodges here. He wants to go out and dominate everyone. He proved that last week. And, you know, we're getting into it, but he's going to be my Hodge pick. I think he runs through this bracket. And I think he sees, you know, Mason Paris in the again. Uh, but the way it's set up, man, he could see Kirk Fleet, you know, yeah. Cassiope, and then Mason Paris. If he runs through all them, give him the Hodge Trophy, in my opinion. And don't yeah, don't forget about Schultz too at four. I Schultz, yeah, yeah, kid real good. He's big. Um, so yeah, I you know actually going to the Big Ten tournament, I was really thinking that uh, Kirk Fleet uh, could could make a run for the Big Ten title. I just love his style. Yeah, he's so tough. Um, he looked really good in those New so wrestling clubs, but he, he's coming off, I guess, a knee injury. Didn't look right. 100% at Big Tens. Not at all. Uh, you could tell, and he still took fourth. So I definitely think he's going to be an All-American. I don't think he can, can be there. I don't know how good his knee is. What is that? Two. They have two weeks after Big Tens. Right. So it'll be interesting to see where his weight's at, how his knee's doing. But that could be an amazing um, – quarters matchup because i think he he uh he if he's healthy he'll be in the quarters against gabe i mean you're giving him two more weeks of uh you know time to heal that knee and rehab it and do whatever penn state magic does you know because penn state guys we've seen in the past right vincenzo we vincenzo jokes about it all and you know i'm super excited hopefully that i get him on someday but he jokes about it all the time dude's never won a big 10 title and and he's like you know it's it, it sucks you know he's like whatever and, you know, I'm sure it bothers him, but dude's got two national championships, you know? And yeah. what that what I'm saying is sometimes, you know, Penn State, they just – they step that level up. And, you know, if Kirk Lea finds himself, I definitely think he's someone that can out, you know, place his seat for sure. Yeah, and then, you know, um, Cass, Cassiope and Schultz would be a great quarters matchup. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, you can't you can't underrate uh, Stencil. He's tough. Four-time Mac champ. You know, he's yep. been there, done that All-American. He actually – this is back in Pittsburgh now. Totally different wrestler, I know. But uh, he pinned Paris in the blood round to place right. that year. So, um, he definitely, you know, still has that confidence that, like, he's the guy and he can beat him. I know Mason's a lot better since then. He's a lot bigger and stronger, too. Right. But, um, you know, that's in the back of your head. That's a dangerous thing. And he's 10 and 0. He's coming in hungry. And, you know, um, I'm excited to see how he does. You know, I always like seeing smaller conferences, smaller programs do good. For it just sure. Helps, helps grow the sport. And um, it's nice seeing other people win instead of always Oklahoma State, Iowa, Ohio State, Iowa, yeah. Penn State. So, um, no. Yeah. So, now that leads us right into the, you know, so obviously I think we're all picking Gable, you know, yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. He's uh, one of the Olympics, too. I'll say it now. He's one woo! of the Let's go, G. Give me some of that action. I love that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's one of the So Olympics. is he your guys' pick for the Hodge? Or you got Spencer? Whoever bonus more. Whoever bonus I think Spencer's going to bonus more and, like, uh, Let's go with you. I got Spencer for the odds. <laughs> See, the only, like guy, here's the only thing. Better, here's little the only thing. You said the heel that like it's good to, for the You're sport right. and everything like that. But I'm telling you right now, voters, voters, not good for the They don't like that as much. Yeah, it's not no, good they for don't. The Hodge, but it's better for the sport. I like Gable better for the sport. No, I, 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 I agree for the sport. Yeah, I agree with you. For, for sure, yeah, you're right. But you're right. Hodge voting wise, people are gonna go with Spencer Lee over Gable anytime, and I don't think it should be for like sure. that because Gable's amazing, and you know his actions should just speak for themselves. For and it'll be great to see a heavy. When's a, has a Hodge ever been won by a heavyweight ever? I don't know. I don't question think. Question to me, I mean, G. That's a good question. I you would I mean, have to think one right. Was, has, a, has a heavyweight ever been this dominant? Is it heavyweight? Have we ever seen a heavyweight like Gable? Like he is incredible. Because mm. he was talking was about very good when I remember. Yeah, when but was, different. Yeah, not like not like Gable. And then Snyder obviously was a beast. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, he was more the both of them. The are little more, guy, the little guy. Like he wasn't even a heavyweight. Yeah, he was like a true heavyweight. Right. Yeah. Right. So you know, obviously, I think I have to agree. I, I, I'm picking Gable. I just just because I want to see him win. Go ahead. What you got, Mark? Looks like we, we got two uh, – three of them, I'm sorry. Three uh, heavyweights that won the uh, Hodge. Kerry McCoy did it in 97. Yeah, I was going to say Kerry McCoy one. Stephen Neal did it in 99. Stephen Neal, he was uh, Cal State. Baker's Everyone's field. favorite, Baker's Steve field, yeah. Mako did it, baby. Yeah, oh, give me that. When he was without – Well, State. those are three. Those are three. Those are – yeah. And, and I put Gable in that class. I put Gable in that class with those. Oh, guys. yeah, for sure. Definitely. Maybe better, right? Right, for sure. So moving on to the team title race. Obviously, it's pr- pretty much Iowa next topic. But I still yes, think there's in, there's still a topic to be had. Uh, yes, it's Iowa next topic for the championship. But I think that they're, the team trophy race, who's second, third, fourth, is interesting. I think that Penn State probably is second. I think that, you know, they're not going to do enough to catch Iowa. I was going to be a little bit ahead of them, but they'll be ahead of everyone else. And I just think that third and fourth is pretty interesting. I could see Virginia Tech being right there. Uh, if they have a really good tournament, I could see um, NC State really being there, more so than Virginia Tech, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would say NC State would. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I meant. I just said it backwards. So no, I would good. see – so I would I would see NC State in there. I think they're really tough. You know, obviously, uh, the Hidley brothers leading the charge there. Um, but yeah, I just think that's going to be super interesting. How do you see this one playing out? Besides, obviously Iowa, and then you know everything else there. Uh, G. Um, yeah, I just think there's too many holes with Penn State to catch the firepower. I think I, if Iowa wrestles like they can, I think they can have ten All Americans, which will only be the second time in NCAA history. The only other team to do that was uh, Minnesota. And they actually had no cha- – no, they had no cha- national champions that year. They legit won NCAA. Right, yeah, All-Americans, All-Americans. That's yeah, wild. so I think, uh, like you said, with Virginia Tech, I like – it depends – really depends on Makai's shoulder. If he's a goer, I mean, he can get some points for you. And they have Latona as the two. Um, they have some other good pieces. They're 49. Andonia, I think that's how you say his name, right? Yeah, Andonia. Uh, so they have – they have some guys that can uh, be in the mix. Um, Oklahoma State, you know, I just feel like you can never count them out. John Smith yeah. always has them ready. Uh, they have a lot of guys um, in good spots. They have a lot of young talent. I know it's a young team, but, oh, you know what I mean? You can just never count out Oklahoma State. You really right. can't. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and then Michigan. Michigan's another team in, my, in mine, too, potentially with a team trophy. Um, yeah, Michigan's they, super they, tough. They have, they, they have the firepower. You know, they have Amin, Miles Amin. They have Paris, uh, Store, Massa. So they have the firepower for sure to get a team trophy. Losing Misik really hurts, obviously. Yeah, man. Why do you think he didn't wrestle? I just don't they said, it doesn't make any sense. They said injury. 
I think. Yeah. I, I believe injury. He's I probably worried about the Olympics and doesn't that's, want to. That's that's what anything. I think too. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, it makes too. sense. But I uh get it. I would say I would say those are the teams that have the best shot. Right. For a for team sure. trophy. Ohio I mean, State, they just have too many too many holes. They have some good guys. Right. But they have the rest. They, I think they finished ninth at the Big Ten, Ohio State. Right, which oh, is one of the their worst showings in a while. So they have to wrestle a lot better than that. But yeah, I think that would be my top picks. Gotcha. I mean, outside of that, potentially ASU could sneak in there. I mean, ASU's they'd, have really over, they'd have to really overperform. But I mean, yeah. Anthony, Anthony Valencia, you're going to need something big out of him. Maybe a, a, yeah, something I mean, magic yeah, yeah. to eat the bull. Yeah. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you hit them all, really. Yeah, I mean Arizona State's a good one. I mean, you have Courtney as the three, you have Valencia as the two, Teamers always a gamer, Schultz is the four, Northfleet was the I believe three. Mm-hmm. Northfleet's up there. So they have some, they have some firepower. Yeah, they have some firepower there too to get uh, top four finish. Yeah, and, you know, and it's going to be interesting team race. I know that you know. Unfortunately, it's pretty much Iowa this year, and that's always a big component. I want to see who wins the team race. I like a tight team race. There's nothing like what it was coming down to the last match like Bo Nickel did a couple years ago. Incredible. That was one of the best team races. This is what there's we do. A, yeah. There's been a lot of great team races this postseason. I mean, you had NAIA, if you guys yep. are following that. Yep. Grandview finally got knocked off. Then D2 last night came down to the heavyweight match. And have you listen real, real quick? Did you? It's I don't crazy. know if you guys have been following this. So they got knocked off, right? Who did they get knocked off by? Who? Who? who uh, NAI. The the Grandview got knocked off by life. Listen. So did you hear that Matt McCutcheon's coaching for them? The former Penn State wrestler. Yeah, yeah, he's been coaching there for a few years now. So he said on the Bash Mania podcast that if he's if they won or they he made some bet with them that he was going to wrestle. At uh, the U.S. Open. Oh, so really? Out out of, super pumped. That's that's yeah. sick. I love that. Yeah, I like cool. seeing back, man. Yeah. yeah. So then, say, yeah. So then, say Cloud State D two wise, they won that heavyweight. They knocked yeah. off Nebraska Kearney. They that's won the three title. in a row. That's their third straight D two. So already wow. some great team races right now. It'll be interesting to see if anyone can. Can uh, match Iowa's firepower. You know, Penn State definitely has the experience, and you know, Kale have them ready. Be interesting to see if it'll be a tight team race or Iowa's about to set some records this weekend. Yeah, it, it could go one of two ways. It for really sure. could, man. But that's all we have for this edition of Near Falls with D Hall, Gennaro, Mark. Thank you guys so much for coming on, talking some NCAA wrestling with I'm me. Pumped, man, D one week. Thanks, Let's man. Go. Tony. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you guys out there for listening and tune in next week. And I'll just keep on putting content out there for you guys best I can to another edition of Near Falls with D Hall, a wrestling podcast. Good night, guys. Enjoy wrestling.